With the 14th pick in the 2019 NBA Draft, the Boston Celtics select Romeo Langford, Grant Williams, Carson Edwards, Tremont Waters, Vincent Poirier, Javante Green, Robert Williams III, Jimmy Ogilvy, right, Brad Wanamaker, Daniel Tice, Dennis Cantor, Taco Fall, Marcus Smart, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kemba Walker, from the University of Connecticut. And we are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are back here on what I believe is a Wednesday. I lose track of days uh, every once in a while. But yeah, uh, starting right off, I didn't think of an opening question, so I'm trying to think of one off rip. Let's go with something simple, Sam. What's your favorite color? And give me a reason. Uh, like That's such a stupid question, Jack. I got nothing. Do you, if you got I don't one, even know if I have free. a favorite color. I, I have a clear favorite color, and it's oh. kind of controversial. What is it? Is it pink? Are you going to say pink and you're going to say no, it's controversial? No, no, no. I like orange. A lot of people hate on orange, but that's my favorite color. Always has been. What kind of controversy is there with orange? I don't know. People just hate on it. People love to hate on orange. I don't know why. Same with yellow. You... I don't know. Maybe green because it's the Celtics. Okay. If you got a better question, like hit me up. I just forgot trying to think of it. Trying to think of a better question. I'm going to put you to shame. I got you. I got you. I think I have a list somewhere. Yeah, let me see. Let me see what else I got on this list. Uh, I got what's your order at McDonald's? What do you get when you go to McDonald's? Or all right, that's a good one. All, all right. right. So, all right. So, I'll give you both of them, right? All right. Now, I'm what people would like to call a machine, right? So, I can eat a lot of food. Yeah. Because, like, I run and stuff. So, like, okay. I, I'm always hungry. So, when I go to McDonald's, Right now, I usually try and get a variation of this, and I always try and rework it to get the cheapest way to get it. So I'll end up with getting two double burgers, cheeseburgers, um, large fry, and 20-piece nugget. All right? With a water, because you've got to be healthy. Um, And then when I go, I go to Wendy's, I take the four for four, right? I get two of those and make it an eight for eight. All right. Yeah. What about you? See, wait, what do you put in your four for four? Like, what, what do you get? Do you have a certain thing? Or is the it the double stack. Double okay, stack. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Respect. Um, for me, McDonald's, I really mess with the Big Mac. Like, I don't know why. I just like the Big Never Mac. Never tried the Big Mac. I think it's solid. It's solid. So I get that. Obviously, the fries. I usually get a sweet tea. Because I'm obsessed with sweet tea. It's just so fucking good. And then I go with... I get a four-piece nugget usually. I don't always ball out for the 10 or 20. But not because not I can't eat it. But because I'm broke. So it's like, do I want to spend the extra money? Or do I want to just settle on four nuggets? And, and then I usually just end up like trying to save some money. But the sauce, this is important to me. Always get the signature sauce at McDonald's. That shit slaps. Do you get sauce for your nuggets? No. I usually really? just get ketchup. Okay. I was going to say, if you eat your nuggets dry, that's a little saucy. But ketchup is fun. Um, at Wendy's, I usually also do the uh, double stack, four for four. Um, and then I get normal nuggets. Spicy nuggets are okay. I feel like they're a little overrated. Do you like spicy nugs? No, I, I've never tried them for Wendy's, I don't think. 
I don't know. I think they're a little overrated. But I will say, I, I don't know if the you... spicy chicken sandwich from Chick Fil A, and it wasn't like I was. I was expecting something, and it was yeah. It. It's good. It's, it's just like right. a, a little extra flavor. That's all it is. It's just like a little bit extra different. It's like not even like extra flavor. It's just different flavor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I don't know if you're a soda guy. Do you drink soda ever? No, I only really drink water, okay. seltzer water. Okay, I got you. No, but I when I did say... drink soda, my favorite is Coke. I was going to say, at Wendy's, they have, like, these specialty, like, sodas that are just at Wendy's. One of them's like, this orange cream soda. Oh, is... they have the machine that you can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have that at, uh, what's it called? Go ahead, you got it. They have it at Moe's. And, like, that's the only uh, place, like, I won't have, like, a water. I'll get, like, yeah. I'll get, like, some kind of lemonade. But yeah, that's, but that's you, as far as I go in terms of, like, drinks. I don't the, get soda anymore. The orange cream soda is so good. It's, like, the one time. Like, I don't drink soda that much anymore, like, partially because, like, I drink a lot of tea, like, sweet tea, which, like, obviously isn't that healthy for me. But I feel like it's a little better than, like, sugary soda. But if I do drink soda, I'll either, like, splurge, I'll get that at Wendy's, or I'll drink, like, a Mountain Dew every once in a while, even though that's, like, the worst thing to drink. <laughs> like, but anyways... Uh, glad we thought of that question. Favorite color is kind of lame, but I'll back orange till the day I die. Like, that's far and away my favorite color. But opening up, before we talk about the Raptors series, I don't know if you saw this, but they announced, obviously, the defensive player of the year, uh, Giannis. But they also announced who got how many votes. Did you see this? Yeah, I saw. So you saw that Andre Drummond got more first place votes than Marcus Smart. Yeah, it's kind of pathetic. I like I don't get do these voters watch basketball? Giannis, Anthony Davis, Rudy, Ben Simmons, Bam Adebayo, Patrick Beverly, and Andre Drummond all got more first place votes than Marcus Smart did. That's criminal. Do you I have feel, an ex- well like Patrick well actually I don't know about the first place votes, but I know him and Smart had the same total points. They did, yeah. They did. Smart had one second place vote and four third place votes. Beverly had one first place and two third place. So he got more points technically. Or more first place votes. I just like I don't get do these these people don't watch basketball. Like they, they can't watch basketball if they have Andre Drummond with more first place votes than Marcus Smart. That guy needs to be checked. That that's just like an, a big man award, honestly. Defensive yeah. player of the year is just a big man award. Yeah, which sucks. I think Gary Payton's last guard to have won it, and that's in the nineties. So, yeah, and then he, Jordan for him, but yeah, I don't know, man. Hopefully he can like prove something at, at some point, and like I, I don't think he'll ever end up winning it, not because he doesn't deserve it, because I think he does, but like you said, like they'll just vote for a big man because of the, I don't know, just the stereotype of the award. Yeah. I will say Giannis deserved it this year. Giannis was a, a beast. Marcus deserved more votes than he got, though. I agree. I think he deserved more vo- votes than Pat Bev and uh, Drummond and maybe even Simmons and or Adebayo, but <clears throat> he should have been on par with Simmons and Adebayo at least. Like, I don't think he should have been below them. But yeah, I just thought that was ridiculous. I thought you'd, I didn't know if you saw it, so I was going to get your reaction <laughs> to Andre Drummond because I thought that was the funniest shit ever. Because, like, Andre Drummond's not a good defender. He just gets a lot of blocks and steals. Like that's different than being a good defender. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and I yeah. mean, he's not really on a competing team either. So, exactly, exactly. Like that's like saying Hassan Whiteside is the best defender in the NBA because he averages three blocks. Like he's not. He's not a good defender. He's constantly out of position. He just gets a lot of blocks because he's constantly out of position. But it, it is what it is. 
Uh, hopefully Smart can prove the, the doubters wrong someday. But let's move on to the uh, Toronto series. So do you think Toronto – this has kind of been a storyline happening. Do you think the Raptors aren't going to be as prepared for the series because they had to play the Nets and the Celtics had to play the Sixers? Like, I, I think both teams are in the same boat. And okay. I don't think people talk about the Raptors part enough. I've seen a lot of people saying, you know, the Celtics got an easy go in the Sixers and, you know, they're going to be not ready, really? stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I the Raptors had the same thing. The Nets are like a G League team. So, like, yeah, they played an easier team. They didn't even have a star on the team. Like, at least we had to guard and bead. Like, they didn't have to do anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like the Celtics had a harder first round matchup than than the Raptors did. Like we had at least had a couple close games. Like, and that's not a knock on the Celtics because they played well. It's just like the Sixers have an All NBA type player. Meanwhile, the Nets have like Karis LeVert, who's good, but he's not he's not Joel Embiid. So, yeah, they they had to. It was good practice to execute down the stretch um, in the late game. You know. Celtics had to dig out game three for sure. They had to crawl back in game two, prove that yeah. they could do it. But um, I think the Raptors are really going to come out and punch the Celtics in the mouth tomorrow just because of that 30-point really? win. I'm, I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but they're going to come out with a – A bang. Yeah, they're going to have um, I see it. chip I on their shoulder saying. Yeah, because they lost by 30 a couple weeks ago against Celtics. So, Oh, yeah, true. True, true. I mean, I think – I think it's absolutely possible, you know, the Celtics, I think, are the better team here, even without yeah. Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, Toronto's also no slouch. You know, this is going to be a competitive series. It's not going to be a sweep like the Philly series. It's For going sure. to be a series where we see who's who's really got it, um, who's, who's going to be able to play. I still think the Celtics have the advantage just because of how well uh, their quote-unquote big three now, I guess we can call them Tatum, Brown, Kemba, have yeah. all been playing along with Tice, who's been really solid, and he's going to have it easier than he did last series. You're probably going to see uh, the paint more open this series. You're not going to have Embiid camping in there instead of guarding out on the three-point line. So that's another thing to look for. Yeah, more um, drives. But Toronto's much deeper, as you've said plenty of times. You know, their bench scored 100 uh, in their last game. Um, you know, they don't just have one player. They have Siakam. They have... Uh, Marcus Saul, they have Lowry, who still sucks, but and he's he might be hurt, <laughs> but he still sucks. And I will take it to my grave that he sucks. Um, but they have Fred Van Fleet, they have guys that can score, yeah. And um, even though I think Lowry sucks, like he's still he's still able to score and he's still he has it easier because he's got help, you know. It's not like the Embiid situation where you could throw triple teams at him and really not even get punished for it. Yeah, no. I was watching. Um, I think I don't know. It was TNT or ESPN, but they were like doing a preview of the series, and they go, "It's big three versus big three: Kemba, Tatum, and Brown versus Pascal, Siakam, Lowry, and Van Vliet." And I was sitting there like, "Huh? They're really counting Van Vliet as part of the big three? Like, I understand he's like playing really, really well in the playoffs, but I feel like that's a much bigger drop off in your third guy than the Celtics have. I feel like it's more." Like Siakam and Lowry up here, Van Fleet a, like a little further down. Meanwhile, the Celtics are like all all three up here. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I agree. I think the Celtics are really, really a great team. Yeah, right now, like they're especially in that game four. 
Kemba and Tatum both had big games. Like, I don't think anybody beats the Celtics if those two guys are both firing on all cylinders. I agree. I think there's just too much talent at the top end of the Celtics, especially when and if Gordon Hayward comes back because it's been, what, two weeks now? So we have two more weeks of his injury? Or is no, it three, three more weeks? it's only like a week. Oof. Let's sucks. see. what they, they opened the playoffs on Monday last week, so it's a little over a week. That sucks. <laughs> that really sucks. I'm trying to look at the exact date. It was the – oh, man. You can do it, Sam. The 17th? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. It'll be a little while. Will he be back? Like they, The timetable they set was like conference finals, but unless like the Heat-Bucks series goes like the distance – I don't know. I feel like that's a stretch. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if he'll, he'll make it back <clears throat> soon enough. But th- that being said, these Celtics without Hayward have been playing their ass off, so I can't complain too much because they're still playing great. Low-key low wish they rested people in Game 4 and just, you know, extended the series so, uh, you know, Hayward could get a little bit more time. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been smart, but I don't think Brad likes to throw. <laughs> I, feel like that's, I feel like that's not his. his no, it's his... definitely not. But, like, I was thinking about it. I was like, damn, like, the Celtics have been so dominant. They could, like, let this series uh, drag out a bit, you know? Like, mm-hmm. let Hayward get a little bit more healthy. Maybe have the baby come out. Who knows? But, <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah. I mean, he's he was probably going to miss time anyway soon. So, I mean, he's probably getting a good chance to get healthy. I'm pretty sure he's not in the bubble right now. So, he's probably yeah, he having at home, and he's with Robin. So, that's good. Yeah, it must be nice to see his kids and stuff all that. It's good. Yeah, it's honestly, it probably, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason. It's probably best that, I mean, for him, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. used to be home during like a time like this for his wife being pregnant and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's probably for the best in his life, at least. Yeah, it's probably good for him to be with his family. Um, Did you watch any of the Raptors net series, like any of the games? No, I, I watched, I caught the end of game four. I was out I eating, it was on the TV. I got you. Well, in that case, I assume you watched uh, the Raptors play the Celtics, and I assume you watched them like play all during the season. What worries you the most about the Raptors? And don't say nothing, because like I'm not going to say nothing, but like, like even with the Sixers, you could say, oh, if Embiid has a really good game. Even with like the Wizards, you could say, oh, if the Celtics play play bad, just like something specifically about Siakam is a beast, right? But like, he doesn't strike fear into you like someone like Embiid does but Grant I think the thing that scares me the most is like the versatility of the Raptors kind of like the Celtics have versatility so like if Siakam doesn't have it you know Ibaka's on the bench and who else is off the bench they Norman uh, Norman Pell's not that good but you know they have they still have Van Fleet they still have Marcus All, who's a you know he's a veteran he knows what he's doing he is a good passer good playmaker like he knows he, he's similar to Al Horford, so he's always dangerous to play against. Good defense. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year before as well. Yeah, he did. So, I mean, they, they have championship experience as well. You know, it's mostly the same team aside from Kawhi not being there. Yeah, I mean, Powell and Ibaka are putting up 36 points together combined off the bench, which is kind of ridiculous if you ask me. And if you had Terrence Davis, they're at 47. So their bench is probably what i'm scared of the most it reminds me of a um i don't know like sort of like a b-tier 
Clippers team, like with the bench and everything, how it's how yeah. it uh, irons out. One Although, one thing um, I want to mention though is the Celtics bench has been much better during this. Yeah. Yes. And I think we're going to see more Robert Williams this series, who has been a really good spark plug. You're not going to have to have Cantor in there as much, even though to Cantor's credit and against well. the, the belief of the haters, he played pretty well. And he he really didn't do too much that pissed me off. He defended at, pretty well, too. Yeah, well, that's why he was in there. He's bigger and stronger than Robert Williams. But yes. I think we're going to see Robert Williams. I hope he gets good run. I hope he's still kind of got his momentum that he had in the regular or the seeding games because he's a beast. And when he's on the floor, it changes things to the Celtics in the most positive way and allows for them to be quicker, more energetic. When they're running, they're at their best. So if he's blocking shots and pulling down athletic rebounds and able to start a break, it's really helpful. Yeah, I feel like he and Romeo are like very much the spark plugs of the Celtics team. And Grant I don't Williams. know how Romeo is playing. I think we talked about this. He, he has torn ligaments, but he's playing? Yeah, I don't know how that works either. <laughs> how, how does that work? Are they like oh, meaningless ligaments that you don't need? They don't have nerve endings on them that hurt? Like I, I don't Maybe. get it. I don't know, because they said, like, oh, he might have to have work done in the future, but, like, he's completely fine now, apparently. He doesn't look like he's in pain. He's shooting fine. Like, he made a three. Yeah, and he's defending great. Like, he's playing great defense. So, I guess no complaints. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, if he can continue to defend at this level, I don't see any reason Brad doesn't play him in this Toronto series, especially with their, like, depth. I feel like he'd match up well against... Like Norm Powell off the bench, maybe Terrence Davis, obviously. Um, I feel like he'll be really key. Like I feel like we'll see him and Williams off the bench first. Like Robert Williams, I mean, off the bench first against the Raptors. Yeah, I could see that. But yeah. Um, I wanted to play a game, sort of, and then we can okay. like go into tangents based on the game we're gonna play word association so i'm gonna read you a player like that's on the raptors and you're gonna have to tell me like just one word back it's like a one word interview okay and then after that we can obviously discuss but but yeah all right (laughs) first one kyle lowry trash That's why I was laughing. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, like right away. I knew it was going to happen. I have written down in my notes. I have Kyle Lowry, Sam hates, maybe hurt, question mark. He might be hurt. (laughs) Honestly, like they said he has a sprained ankle, but they said they were doing an MRI on his foot. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's weird. I don't know. So would you like to elaborate on hate? (laughs) It's or just, sucks I, or trash. Or... I, I think like there's only like one time I can remember him ever doing anything against the Celtics. Like I'm not I'm not scared of Kyle Lowry. He's he's not good. I will say after watching the Raptors, like I had a similar um, mindset as you. He does more. I think where he comes alive and where he shines is defense. And so like yeah, his stats are fine, but you don't see him do much on offense. He he's just like he reminds me of Pat Beverly. Like he's that kind of player. So I feel like that's why he has a rep of being so good. And if you don't, I feel like if you don't watch him, you don't see it as much. <laughs> Which, I mean, you can still hate him and call him trash all, be, all you want. I love the energy, but <laughs> that's my take on it. He's trash till the day I die. Hey, fine by me. Uh, I'll take all of that going into the series. All right, uh, Pascal Siakam. Uh, he's best player. Okay. Um, he reminds me of uh, like similar to KG build. I mean, he doesn't particularly play. He, he's like, I don't know. He's kind of like a younger KG. 
Okay. To me, I, I think he's a solid player, of course. Is he is he a world eater? Is he a guy that's going to, you know, drop fifty or forty on you? Maybe not. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting so. to see. He like he's not as good as Tatum. Yes, exactly. I feel like they had very similar they numbers. Celtics the best player better. in the series. Yeah, I agree. I would agree with that. They might have the best two players. If you, uh, I don't know, I. Kemba's I think good. he's slightly better than Kemba. I would say yeah. he slight, has the slight edge. Although it is close. Both did start the All-Star game, blah, blah, blah. Um, so you can make an argument either way. I just heard a clown horn, like, in real life. I don't know what the hell that was. Like, that was, like, an out-of-body experience. I'm, like, kind of scared that I'm going to get, like, murdered by a clown. Anyways, um, so Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet. Uh... Prickly. That's what I think of Fred Vliet. <laughs> okay, you need, you're going to need to explain. He's a fucking prickly fuck. That's what I think of him. Um, <laughs> he, he's, he's just like the kind of player, like, like he plays against you, and it's like, man, F that guy. Like, that's that's kind of kind of what I think. Like, okay. Kind of like Chris Middleton, but, like, not to that level. I just know – you know he's going to piss you off in the series. Is what <laughs> yeah. He's good. He, he makes shots that you don't think he'll make. Like, like I remember just... – there, there was a game where somebody – it was, like, two years ago, and, like, Van Fleet drew, like, an in, a foul on the inbounds, an offensive foul he drew, and I was so mad. And ever since then, uh, that, that has been his description in my mind. It's prickly. He's like Marcus Smart with better scoring. He's basic. Like, that's how I see it. Like, I'm not saying he's necessarily better than Marcus Smart, but he's, like, smart-type player with, like – better scoring ability on offense. Right. So that's my thoughts. I think he's, he's been playing out of his mind in the bubble. Like he's been on a burner. He's averaging 21, four rebounds and eight assists. But like, if you watch him play, it's just like, if he shoots the ball, you think it's going in. It's one of those runs, which is kind of scary to go up against. But I think the Celtics have the defenders to uh, slow him down. Uh, Serge Ibaka is the next one. Um, I, I want to say like washed, but not really. He's not as good as he used to be, but he's still okay. Yeah, I can see it. He's averaging twenty points though, so be careful what you say. Like, I feel like that's gonna change. Yeah, I could see it. The Celtics have. Like, think, think of the, so you mentioned the Raptors benches. Those three guys are averaging almost fifty combined, right? Yeah, yeah. Now tell me one guy they were playing against consistently off the bench on Brooklyn. Um. <laughs> Let me go look at a list real quick. Yeah, um, the fact that you have to look at a list tells you enough. I, I'm Timothy. No, he was starting. Chris Chioza, Zanin Musa, uh, Timothy Luwawu Kabarot. So, so those are some real superstars right there that they were playing in some series. Um, yeah, man. I mean, to get by them. they they are going to be good, but they're not going to be as good as they were, or as good as everyone thinks they are. Okay. I can see it. I, I'm. I feel like it's definitely a better bench than the Celtics. The Celtics play. bench might not. First of all, the Celtics bench has been solid. Like I've said, they've been okay. They've been much better than they were in the regular season, and they've been playing good defense more than anything. Grant has been really good. I can. I can see them putting Grant on Ibaka or Robert Williams on Ibaka. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Put Romeo on Norman Powell. Like even Brad Watermaker's been playing some solid defense. So like. I don't know. I, I just think the Celtics are 
really well put together to take on this Raptors team. I'm yep. not taking them lightly, but the Raptors don't get a lot of recognition here in the States, obviously, because they're from Canada. And, you know, our networks don't really talk about them. And that's the truth. But yeah. I mean, I do Even think... last year when they won the championship, like, yeah. you know, talking about it. Yeah. I feel like this Raptors team, like, if I put away my Celtics fandom for a second, they are like criminally underrated and under talked about, like you said, like they're still really, really good without Leonard, without Kawhi. I feel like a lot of people coming into the season were like, Oh, Kawhi has gone. That team's going to suck, but that's not really how I feel like the NBA doesn't work like that as much anymore. Like having a star obviously makes you good, but not having one doesn't make you bad. Does that make sense? Uh, yes and no. I think Toronto was well equipped to lose Kawhi. Yeah. And I don't okay. think they would have made the trade for him if they didn't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Because, well, you know, he leaves, Pascal Siakam is ready to step up. If he wasn't, then you would have seen a bigger drop-off. Yeah, I, I can see that. I feel like depth matters more than it used to, though. Because it used to be like, like the, those old Lakers teams with Kobe and Shaq, they had no bench. Like, they had nothing. Like, they had no depth whatsoever. It was just those two dominating. But nowadays, you see teams with stars and nothing else just suck. Like the Suns, Devin Booker, I would argue, is a star. And like, despite their 8-0 run in the bubble, like they were just terrible. Like They have not been good for the past years, even though Devin Booker is a star. Like He's, he's great. So, and then you have teams like the Pacers, who I would argue don't have a star. Like You can say Sabonis is an all-star, but he's not that type of player. So I feel like having a star is less important as it used to be. Like, you can still be a good team. You can't win a championship, but you can still be a good team. Because the Raptors obviously have Lowry and Siakam, who are I would consider both stars. Siakam more so than Lowry, but you know what I'm saying. Yes. Um. So what did I just say? Serge Ibaka? I don't know how the tangent ended up there, but... Yes, uh, yeah. Norm Powell. Norm Powell. Um, overperformed. Okay. He's not as good as that. I've never seen him do anything against the Celtics. I'm not worried. Okay. Interesting. R- right to the point. All right. Uh, OG Ananobi. He's a good defender. Uh, first word is English. He's from uh, UK. <laughs> yeah, he is. he is. Who do you think they'll put him on? This has been a topic of debate. He's a starter, right? Yeah, he starts. Let's see who else started. Uh, you'll probably just see him play t- uh, Brown. I think well, they've been starting Tatum. Van Vliet. Lowry, uh, Ananobi, Siakam, Marcus Hull. Yeah, so I think Siakam's going to cover Tatum. Brown is be covered by Ananobi, and uh, Kemba will probably be covered by Van Fleet, so Lowry can pre- preserve energy on the offensive end. You think Tatum will be covered by who? Lowry, you say? No, Siakam. Oh, okay, then who does Lowry cover? Smart? Yeah, they're going to let him preserve his energy. Because I remember last game they had Lowry on Tatum like when we played them. Well, I sure hope they do that because Tatum will drop 40. So, I mean, hey, they killed the Raptors that game. So I would not be complaining. Uh, Marcus All, speaking of him. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Seasoned? Okay. Yeah. He's a beast. I like Marcus All. Kind of wish the Celtics went and got him. To be... Well, he makes a lot of money, I think, actually. He does. He makes a max contract almost. Yeah, he's not worth the max, but he's a beast. And he's got experience, like we said, defensive player of the year in the past. He's going to make an impact, and I'm probably going to start hating him by the end of the series. So, Obviously, I feel like a lot of players 
or a lot of not players, a lot of fans and people like underrate him because he is so old, but he's still he's still so good. He's still so good. Um Terrence Davis. Um weird one here. I want to say who, but I know he's been doing good in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Um so young, I guess. He's he was young, undrafted. Right? Is he a rookie? He's undrafted rookie, yeah. Okay. So hard working, I guess could be the word for that. Yeah, he went to Ole Miss for four years, I believe. And then he actually I saw something here. He wanted to um or I watched like one of those YouTube like mini documentary things on him. I don't know why. It was just like something I did one day. And he um he was gonna play football, or everyone said he should play football, but he loved basketball like a lot more. And so he went to like I don't know if he walked on at Ole Miss, but he didn't get a scholarship or anything. He had to like earn it all. And he grinded four years. He bet on himself in the draft, and he's like, nah, I got this. I don't know if he went four years or two years and then bet on himself, but he didn't get drafted. I feel, I think, no, yeah, this is what happened. He told teams not to draft him. He was like, don't draft me. Don't pick me because I don't want – he said, if I don't go in the first round, I don't want to get picked because he wanted a guaranteed contract. So he's like, I'll play in the summer league, and I'll earn a guaranteed contract. I don't want no second-round bullshit. And so then he did it. Which is like the balls of that guy. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's a sick story to tell people like, yeah, now fuck second round. I want a contract. But anyways, Chris Boucher. Uh I think he's still raw. Okay. I see. Um, it. He played okay in one of the games against the Celtics, but like he's still young, you know? And if I'm not mistaken, he got dunked on by somebody. Might have been Jalen Brown, or Maybe. he, or he missed like a dunk, like a poster dunk or something. No, he was involved in a poster dunk somehow. Yeah, yeah. I, I, he doesn't get much playing time either because of Ibaka and Gasol. But you never know. I, I think he's solid. He's a good, um, like you said, raw talent for them to work with. Uh, last one, Matt Thomas. Who? <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. That's why. <laughs> the only reason I know who that is is because like I remember when the. Um, the 2K demo last year came out. Like, you could only be on the Raptors when you made your guy. Yeah. And, like, I remember seeing him, and I thought it was, like, an auto-generated player. <laughs> Dude, I, I only put him down because I knew you'd say and, who. And now now that I say that, he's going to, like, light the Celtics up for, like, 15 or 20 off the bench. I'm going to lose my mind in one of these games. He has, I believe, the third highest or fourth highest three-point rating in the game. Yeah. Can't wait for that. Like just behind Stephen Clay. It's a ninety two, which is a little bit ridiculous, but hey. It is what it is. He's a sniper for sure. But uh, it is a little bit of, you know, you don't really know who the guy is. Um, next thing I wanted to talk about how so defensively against the Sixers, obviously the focus was on Embiid. Um, and they just like had Ty stop him in the post for a second, they would go over, double team him, get the ball, turnover. That that was basically how the entire series went. Uh, Embiid couldn't handle the ball. This Raptors team is going to be much different. How do you expect the Celtics to defend this series? Like, where is the focus going to be on? Uh, obviously, intensity levels are going to be important. Like, what do you see the Celtics doing defensively this series uh, differently? Well, I was saying earlier, like, they're going to have to figure something out because – the Raptors are much more versatile than the Celtics are. I mean, than the 76ers were. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's going to be on-the-fly adjustments more than 
a game plan. I mean, they're going to have a game plan, but of course, of course, because the Raptors are more fluid, the defensive game plan is going to have to be more fluid. Um, I mean, maybe they're going to. You might see some more traps. Mm-hmm. The ball, but like if the ball goes in the post, you really can't do that. I don't know. I feel like we're going to see a lot more switching, like a That's lot true. more switching. Like, because if you think about it this way, the worst matchup you can possibly have is probably like Kemba on Siakam, right? Right? Because like, like I, I trust every other person on the floor to guard everybody, or maybe like Tyson, Van Vliet, or Lowry wouldn't be great. But like Smart, Brown, Tatum, I can trust guarding one through five, in my opinion. Uh, Kemba, I would trust guarding Van Vliet, uh, Lowry, Ananobi, and that's it. And then Tyson would trust guarding anybody but maybe Lowry and Van Vliet. So if you think about it that way, the Celtics can pretty much guard every position, like aside from what I said. So if you can contain the switches, like, and obviously Toronto is going to want to get to those matchups as much as they can. Right. But if you can contain the switches, and then if you get in one of those positions where Kemba's guarding a big man or Tice is guarding a guard, just bring over a defender and do the same rotations you did for Joel Embiid. I, right. I feel like that's the game plan the Celtics are going to come in with. Just like switch everything unless one of those comes up and then pull a double team and get back to your spots. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what you got to do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Is there some somebody on the Raptors team you would focus on more than others? Or are they so like diversely talented that you would like just like not focus anybody and just run man to man constantly? Uh I feel like focusing um on Siakam would be their best bet. Because if you neutralize him, then someone else is gonna have to step up and <laughs> I I don't think Kyle is really gonna kill you. I really don't. So if you okay. neutralize Siakam and let those other guys get you, might be your best bet. I, I can see it. I feel like stopping Van Fleet might also be important. I'm curious to see. I've heard, not rumors, but I've heard talk that the Celtics could put Kemba on Ananobi. That way they can have Brown and Smart guard Van Fleet and Lowry. That's a good think? idea. That's a great idea, actually. But, but that guy beat you. Some people were saying, like, oh, what if he posts up and fades over, like, Kemba? And then I'm like... If he posts up and fades over Kemba every single time, then that's a risk I'm willing to take. Exactly, yeah. So I feel like the matchups the matchups should be Kemba on Ananobi, Smart on Van Vliet, honestly, Brown on Lowry, Tatum on Siakam, Tyson, insert center here, Gasol, I guess. Right. <clears throat> So, would you put Smart's obviously the best defender on the Celtics, right? Like I, I think that's yeah. clear. Do, do you want him guarding Van Vliet or Lowry more? I'll ask you that. It's tough because probably Lowry, just so he doesn't really. catch fire, because he has the capability to do that. Yeah. See the way he's going to make him work a lot harder. Yeah, that's true. The way I see it, I think Van Vliet's the better offensive player. Honestly, like he's. I don't know. I, I think he's more of a scoring threat than Lowry because Lowry's values on defense. So a part of me wants to say like, oh, just have smart guard Van Fleet instead. But because he, he's been, <clears throat> if you watch the Raptors play, uh, I watched pretty sure all but one of the games in the Nets series. They were going to him to score the ball like nearly every possession. Like he was the, con- he ran the offense 
Um, I think Lowry acted more as a shooting guard. Yeah. How many points did Lowry average in that series? Let me ask you. What do you guess? Uh, like 18? 12 and a half. Oh, yeah. I told you he sucks. I mean, <laughs> he averaged a steal and a half and a block, which is pretty pretty good for a guard. But I think I think Van Vliet's the more dangerous player. Whether or not you have smart on him, because obviously... I think I think the smart thing will be fluid then to whoever starts yeah. really okay. killing you. That makes sense. And like <laughs> we're saying this as if Jalen Brown isn't an amazing defender either. Like he'd be fine on either of those guys. So um, yeah, I, I feel like the Celtics are very well equipped to at least, at the very least, guard that backcourt. So yeah, uh, I'm going to ask you the same question then. So I just ask you how the Celtics going to have to play defensively. What about on offense? Like the game plan against the Sixers, I feel like it was just going to be fluid. It's going to be who's got the hot hand play through him. And that's how it always should be with this team. Okay. I see it. I see it. So I want to think about matchups then, because that's what makes stuff more like specific to a team. Who do you expect to be on who? Did we talk about this earlier this show? Am I tripping? So we talked about what? Who's going to be on who? Like, who is Nick Nurse going to have each? Um, oh, the shit. That was another guy I was yeah, going to say. we did during... talk about this. Okay, well, then word association again. Let's go back to this. Nick Nurse. Um, Solid. Okay. I was just curious. He's a good coach. He won coach of the year, so I wanted to get him some uh, – I wanted to talk about him. He just definitely deserves credit with this team because, you know, they weren't supposed to be as good, and they, you know, managed to be a solid team again this year. Yeah. I yeah, I just wanted to bring him up. I forgot to write him down, that's why, but I agree the offense should be fluid, just run for through whoever is uh hot at the moment. So do you ex the last uh one of the last things I want to talk about the rotations. Obviously in Philly we saw a lot of canter, blah blah blah. We talked about how we could see Robert Williams. What do you expect like specifically, like just to talk about this uh more in focus for a second? What do you specifically expect to see change with Brad Stevens' rotations against Toronto versus against the Sixers? Um, I just, uh, you know, I think we're going to see more Robert Williams. Um, you might see more small ball because they don't have that Embiid presence. You might see more of Grant at the five, you know? Yeah, I can see it. I feel like while... I'm trying to think of the way to word this. The bigs are important. I feel like we could see more like guards. Like I feel like Smart and Wanamaker are going to have to be like on the floor more. And same with Romeo. And like but the issue comes I don't think Stevens would play Javante Green, even though I think he would be Javante solid. Green just had surgery. Did he really? Did I miss it? Yeah, he's out two or three weeks. Shut the hell up. Where when did that happen? Was it this morning? Yesterday, I think they put it out. Really? It's minor, minor, minor knee surgery, but he did have some. Wow, I'm tripping. He left the bubble. Yeah, so he's wow. probably not going to get any minutes. Anyways, yeah, Javante Green definitely not going to get minutes. This is exactly what I meant to say. I don't think he'll play at all. Um, <clears throat> anyways, <laughs> I was trying to say, like, I feel like the wings are going to be very important in the series. So you could see, like, Shemi, like, Brad and Smart and Romeo get a lot of minutes because, like, yeah, Serge Ibaka and Marcus are tough, 
But then they got Terrence Davis, they got Matt Thomas, they got Lowry, they got um, Van Fleet, they got Powell. Like, just their wings and guards, like, are going to be so versatile, more so, I would think, than their forwards. Because Siakam scores a lot, but the majority of their scoring comes from wings. So I, I feel like the Sixers are different than that because they obviously can't make threes to save their lives. Like, they're terrible. The Sixers team are just bad in general. And the Celtics had to focus on guarding Embiid because he was their only scorer. And then outside of that, they were just kind of like, yeah, you guys can shoot. Do whatever you want. Like, even Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris couldn't make a fucking layup to save yeah, his Yeah, he, he was really bad. So I feel like Romeo will definitely see more playing time we talked about. But I feel like Loki, Ojolet, um Yeah, Romeo has been playing we'll really see. good defense throughout the bubble here. Yeah. And He's it's done been a huge. really solid job at staying in front of his uh, his man and yeah. you know preventing them from getting easy layups. Yeah, and it's not like the Celtics needed more defense. Well, I mean, you always I guess, need more defense. That's what I was going to say. I guess you always need more defense, but I don't think it's what the Celtics expected from Romeo. I feel like they just thought he would be like a solid like overall wing, like not a bad defender by any means, but this level, like Brad Stevens said a few weeks ago, was like a surprise to them. Yeah. So that being said. What is your official series prediction? How many games? Um... I think I think the Celtics can win in six, honestly. That's without bias. I think they've just been playing so well. I mean, Toronto, obviously, they played Brooklyn. I, there's just no challenge with Brooklyn. I mean, you're going to sweep them. I still can't believe you told me they weren't going to sweep them. And then, I stand by it. I stand by it, too. Yeah, you stand by it. They got swept. I know, I know. But, like, <clears throat> that, that team is not – it's not good. It's a G League team, Jack. Okay, okay, They're yeah. not going to get a win. Which they didn't. (laughs) I had some faith. They played well in the bubble. They won five and three. I I had a little bit of faith. But, um, you know, like that's the competition you played against. I mean, Philadelphia, they still have – Philadelphia really was trying those first three games of that series to get over on the Celtics, and they really couldn't do it. Yeah. They they were playing their ass off. They were just just sticking around. That was their thing. They weren't pulling ahead. The Celtics were down for five minutes in game two at that beginning of that game and that was yeah. the only time they really, really had any kind of lead on them yeah I mean, so you say celtics and six yeah i think the celtics should be able to win six or seven but i i would think six first yeah i would say if Ask the raptors tomorrow yeah you know, I, better answer. Say. if the raptors like you said i think they will come out and punch the celtics in the face and like give them a real uh tough showing the first game if the celtics can get over that hump because we know the celtics aren't amazing at overcoming Early deficits aside from like the Sixers series, um, so if they can overcome that and win Game One, I feel like it, I, I actually I, I think they are really good at overcoming deficits. There are times I'd rather have yeah. the Celtics behind than ahead. Yeah, huh. I don't know. I, feel I don't. Like sometimes when they're ahead, I get anxious. I'd rather they, have them be down like six or seven than they they go on a run and power through. They have been better at it in the bubble, I will say. So that's that's always been a Brad Stevens team thing. Aside from last season, is they've always been good at coming back. They've also been really good at falling behind early, but they yeah. <laughs> they always bring it. Yeah, I can see it. Um, but I was going to say, if they win game one, I'd say six is reasonable. If they don't win game one, I feel like it's going seven. Yeah. So, I think but, it's important that they win game one, honestly. I do, too. you got to set the tone. you got to yeah. remind the Raptors who's boss after going three and one in the regular season, which doesn't always matter, which we saw in the Philly series. But... Um, spanked them in the bubble though like that yeah. was embarrassing. a couple weeks ago i now i know there were some games where toronto didn't have people i don't know if that was one of them but 
Um, they definitely showed up. Do you remember the date of that game? I can go look at it right now. Um, let me see here. The only one in August. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> Google Celtics versus Raptors. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's going to come up because of the playoff series. But I'm just looking at the NBA.com app. That's why I'm asking because they can go by specific dates. Um, let's see here. Let me guess. I'm going to guess like August 11th, maybe? Is that too late? No, it was a Friday night. It was a Friday night. Try the 14th. Uh, or or try, try the 7th, actually. It was the 7th. It was the 7th, yeah. So let me see if they had anybody hurt. That's what I wanted to look at. <clears throat> they had Van Vliet, Lowry, and Anobi Siakam, Gasol, Powell, Ibaka. No, everyone played. Yeah, they were fully healthy. So. Fully healthy. They just sucked. We just yeah. clamped them. We played elite, elite defense. Like, we were closing out on every shot on the perimeter. We were guarding oh, the Whatever pain, they like... did, they, that's that's my answer. They needed to do yeah. that. Um, because, you know, when people brought up the 3-1, they were saying, like, you know, uh, I think Gasol was out a couple games and Siakam didn't play in another game. And um, yeah, But Celtics, everyone Celtics was healthy in the bubble, and the Celtics ran rampant on them. So they could do it, and they proved they could do it. And... I feel like someone even had an – well, I don't think anybody had an off game that game, actually, for them to blow them up that badly. I can look. Let's see. Boston. Uh, no, no. Uh, Marcus Smart was one for eight, but that's nothing ridiculous. Like, and you get shot- offensively from Marcus is a bonus. He brings you enough defensively to – Hayward shot 57%. Tatum shot 50. Tice shot 57. Brown shot 50. That's another thing. Not having Hayward is a little different as well. Yeah, that's huge. Because uh, he's a good defender on top of being a good facilitator. So that's yeah. a player they lose, but I, mean, I will Mark's say just as good of a defender. That game, no one scored like more than twenty points. Brown had twenty, Tatum had eighteen, Walker had seventeen. But then like Wanamaker, Williams, and Ojale had fifteen, ten, and eleven respectively. So it, it was a very well rounded performance from. Well, the reason for that is there's more garbage time, so those three guys were on the court more, and the other three were off yeah. the court more. So yeah. that's also no. another reason for that. No one, like, popped off, though, is what I'm saying. Like, no one had 30, which I think could right. happen in the playoffs, which is good <clears throat> for the Celtics. But anyways, I'd say uh, as well, I'd lean more towards Celtics in seven just because I think the Raptors are scary. But I could see it coming down to Celtics in six. And, hey, if they, if they get hot, they could even be Celtics in five. But I, I don't think it will be a sweep as much as I would love it to be. <laughs> and think it could be. You know, we'll you see. never know. You never you know. You know, tomorrow, if the game is played – um, it'll tell us a lot, I think. I agree. I agree. Uh, that being said, uh, I'm glad we got to talk about this. I'm hoping everything goes well. Rooting for the Celtics as always. Um, at Bannertown Jack on Twitter, Bannertown USA on Instagram. Make sure to check us out there. A uh, lot of, a lot of success there. I think uh, it's going to generate a lot of, uh, views for the podcast and for BannertownUSA.com. Make sure to follow from the Raptors underscore from the Raptors on Twitter. And I'm going to throw it over to Sam to outro us right here. Yep, uh, Bannertown Sam, that's me. Um, I put out the Weird Celtics recap last Sunday for the Sixers sweep. So uh, if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It was really good. I put work into it. Uh, Should the Celtics win tomorrow, there should be one for that game. So be on the lookout for that. And, uh, yep, follow at Bannertown Sam. We're done for today. Go Celtics. Bye.